Hello and welcome to Flat Drift. This is Lane. This is Meg. And today we are joined by a romance novel noob, a Bridgerton noob, Maria, a friend of ours from Book Club, who is the same person who joined us to discuss Bridgerton season one. And as you probably guessed, we're going to be talking about Bridgerton season two uh, today in this episode. We also recently attended the Bridgerton experience, so we may be talking about that as well. Um, I don't know, we might just do all things Bridgerton tonight. So we really don't have a, a rhyme or reason um, or, or, or an intended agenda for this conversation. Meg and I did record some initial thoughts immediately upon completion of these series. Uh, but I think we've, we're sort of a week out, two weeks out, and a little bit more measured probably in our commentary. And we're really excited to have Maria join us tonight because several times while watching the first season, I'm sorry, while watching the second season, Meg and I remarked to each other that we felt like we feel differently about certain plot points had we not read the books and sometimes for better and sometimes for worse. So I think we're really excited to hear what Maria thinks about some of the character arcs in particular. Yeah. So I think let's just start off by saying, by asking, what did you think? Did you like the series, the, the season? How did you think it compared to season one? Okay. Hi, everyone. So excited to be here. I'm really excited to be a return guest. I had so much fun last year. So thanks for inviting me back. Um, uh, and I've been wanting to talk about this with you guys both for so long. And I like saved all of my thoughts for the podcast. <laughs> so. Yeah. And just to our audience, we all went out last night and did yes, and we didn't even talk about this <laughs> because we wanted to save it for the podcast. We saved it for the podcast. Um, uh, and I watched it in the first week. Uh, I did binge it. Um, so this is, a, this is my thoughts. My, these are also my few weeks old thoughts. Okay. So my initial thought, I really liked the season. I liked it better than season one. Um, okay, here's what I, I should I should adjust that. There were overall I liked it better than season one. There were certain things about season one that I did like better, but overall season two I thought was better. Um, one thing that surprised me, you may remember I hated Anthony. He was my least favorite character. Yes. I I think they did a really nice job of. I don't want to say redeeming him, but filling in his story to make him a more complex character. And I will admit that I really stereotyped him in the first season. And this season, um, yeah, he, I, I don't know if I want to say like I loved him, but I at least don't hate him. <laughs> if, that, if that sounds, uh, if that's where I'm coming from. Kate, I love. Love, love, love Kate so much better than Daphne. So I think that that Kate is where the season like uh, this is that Kate made the season for me. It's it's really interesting because as I was watching season one, I already had Anthony's backstory, and I remember thinking that they were doing such a great job of characterizing him in season one and like getting him ready for season two. So I agree with you. That they did a really good job of setting him up and then getting that payoff in season two. So I will agree with that part. Yeah, I think if we're going to start with things that we thought were excellent, I thought Kate and Anthony's chemistry was incredible. Totally agree. I wanted every second they were sort of in proximity. I felt like everything was crackling. I think my biggest 
complaint and the reason that overall I disliked season two is I think if you totaled up the percentage of screen time focused on the romance, specifically Kate and Anthony's romance, it was probably less than 40%. Like of them being together on screen? Yes. And or like even the scenes being focused on their feelings for one another and all of that extraneous side plot, whether it's the Featherington Jewels or Eloise being a rebel or Eloise and Penelope fighting, all of that stuff not only wasn't interesting to me, but was so uh, like the antithesis of what romance novels are supposed to be, which is sort of shamelessly focused on the main couple. So I know a lot of people who, at least in the, the internet verse, are disappointed in the season on the virtue of like the main couple. And that was not the case for me. Like I certainly wished things had moved faster between them because I felt like we didn't get enough from them as a couple, but I actually blame the amount of time spent on random ass B plots and not the A plot. I, so I agree on how slow it was. I actually, as I was watching this, and my, my sister and I talked about this, and we both agreed they could have moved certain events much earlier. Like the wedding. Yes. Why was the wedding in episode six? That should have been Why way earlier. Why was there earlier. a wedding? Oh, there's not a wedding? No. Okay, so spoiler for you in the book, Maria. What? That scene, <laughs> what? That, that scene where Maria, and not Maria, you're Maria. That scene where Anthony and Kate are in the garden and the bee sings her. Uh-huh. In the book, Anthony attempts to get the bee off of her because he starts panicking. Yeah. And they get caught and it ruins them and they're forced to marry. What? Yes. Yeah. So basically from season from episode three on, it's completely divergent from the book. Wait, so they get married early and then what they yeah, still don't like each other? He's never yep. engaged to Edwina. None of that ever happens in the book. Like what? his entire relationship with Edwina is entirely surface level. Yeah. Wow. But when they get married. That is so shocking. <laughs> yes. When in the book, when they get married, she's come around to realizing that he's not a horrible person. I think it's actually similar to how she feels in that moment in the show. Mm -hmm. So I think they mm -hmm. feel their feelings towards each other are about the same. Mm -hmm. And he's like very attracted to her, but he's not showing it. And she's getting attracted to him, but she's like, oh my God, he's going to marry my sister. I can't show this. And then, and then that happens. And then they have to get married. Which oh. takes me to complaint number two about this season for me. As compared to the books, I felt like this was the cheating storyline. Like Edwina and Anthony were never anything real in the books. So the fact that he ended up with Kate was in no way, shape or form a betrayal interesting yeah i i was maria's so, like my mind is, no I my mind is totally blown because i just assume because i'm like why else would they do some other things unless it was right from the book i know <laughs> i know because if you're going to deviate you might as well like i don't know yeah, deviate well, in and so okay i actually did like the rome that triangle i, okay. I like that um because i you know I, I like that they really portrayed like the age difference between Edwina and Kate and that like she's this um, young kid and they they like she's the actress that plays her at least I don't know how old she is but she portrays 
very young to me. And Mm -hmm. so kind of like, oh, she's like a little naive and like she's out and here's this cute guy and he's rich and he meets all these things. And I think they did a very good job from the beginning of showing that they weren't that compatible, but they thought that they should be because she was a diamond. He's, uh, you know, a Bridgerton and he's very competitive and he has to have the best, you know, so I really liked that. It was like very clear that he was not really interested in her, but that he was pursuing this ideal, right? And so I did like that. Um, and I did like how they, I don't know, again, like like I thought they made Edwina just like, kind of like this puppy love crush, but it wasn't, she didn't really understand what it was. Um, Were you at all frustrated at the fact that that puppy love crush, Anthony adhering to an ideal and not a person lasted through episode seven? So yeah, that's what really annoyed me. I thought like, so I assumed this was in the book. And so I, I was like, why do they wait so long for the wedding to happen? They should have had the wedding happen in like episode four. They could have done a little bit more with the fallout. I hate it. It seemed like the end was so rushed to me. Yes. yes. So rushed. And I was like, why? Um, so actually I complain. I, I don't like necessarily like need to have it be like as steamy as season one. Season one was like great. And it was his own thing. But I'm like, you could have had a little more steam because they both are beautiful people. This is what the audience is here for. <laughs> also, like, can we talk about all the moments that were only in her flashback for less than a second the next mm, morning and I, not I, even in the fucking sex scene? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, know. I was very disappointed in like, okay. Like they really... Like, I, I like this. I really, I don't know. Is this in the book or not where that they do? No, because you said they got married. I actually really liked how they had like their hookup in the garden or whatever. And then she freaks out and then she leaves and then she gets concussed from riding the horse. I mean, I actually really liked that. And I wish I would have played that out a little more. She recovers in like a week. And like, she wakes up from a coma and goes to like a freaking ball that night. And then next day she goes, she's planning going to India. I'm like, this is where they could have played a little bit more with like, how am I feeling? Like I did this. What does that mean? What are the repercussions? Like I I am also still probably somewhat concussed. (laughs) I'm still somewhat concussed. Like, I think, is this guy marrying me out of duty? Does he really love me? I really liked her thoughts around that of like, yeah, you know what I mean? He's trying to like make me an honest woman rather than, you know, um, I mean, imagine let's imagine because I'm going to be honest. I this book is not my favorite of the series. There are plenty of things that I don't love about it. Okay. There were moments that I wanted to see that were not in the show that I hmm. was disappointed in. Mostly having to do with Penelope because she's my favorite character. Hmm. But um, also having to do with why certain characters were introduced. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, Maria, mm-hmm. is how did you feel about the absence of Sienna entirely from the second season? I, well, she was there as a as a photo at the beginning that he burned. Okay. <laughs> I, well, I really liked her in season one. So I was disappointed to not have her come back that the actress who played her and then her role. Um, I mean, I thought it was like, kind of like, it was a clear moment of like, no, I'm, I'm burning this. This is over. We're, I've moved on. Um, I, I don't know. It would have been interesting to see a little bit more closure or a little bit more of his struggle between, because it seemed as though, like they ha- they did have very real chemistry that I don't think was just lust in season one. So like, I think he loved her. So I don't know, just to like go right into this. Yeah, they, they just made her very much like a passing, like, oh, burning her photo, moving on. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so on the other hand, I, 
I wasn't like upset that it wasn't there. I felt like it was a missed opportunity. And upset's yeah. the wrong word because it's not that I wanted that scene. It's that I think overall the show was making really weird choices about what to emphasize in its B plot. Yeah. And so if Sienna wasn't going to matter this season, there are things I would have wanted to see more of in season one. Like I wanted payoff for that taking up so much screen time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so um, I was saying that they, I was really on board to see something new. Cause I was like, fine, you know what? You mm-hmm. don't have to follow the book. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. I don't care. I actually did not mind the beasting. So a lot of people who love the book were very upset by the beasting. <laughs> okay. I actually thought that scene I was awesome on the show. I love that scene. I thought it was Beautiful. great. I was like, oh, that was when they, I mean, that's when they're like, well, I don't know. That was like their first, like really scene with like a lot of chemistry where it's like, yes. Yeah. I, no, I, I, I really love that loved it. I love the way it played out. It did not bother me at all that they weren't interrupted and had to get married. Like that was fine. I think for me, the hardest part, the, the part where the, the show to me suddenly was like, oh, I, I really am not into this was in episode five or six when um, there was a perfect excuse for Anthony to break off the engagement and Kate mm-hmm. begs him not to. Yeah, what was the excuse? I don't remember. Um, it was because uh, he was getting married because her maternal grandparents were good oh yes yes kids. right exactly exactly and there was a whole fight at dinner yeah 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 that was a good scene I like oh, that a lot I, I was like that. okay great I was like okay this is how they're gonna break it off I yeah then I okay was, I was assuming that Kate and Anthony would be like okay well let's act on this attraction okay. now that you're no yeah. longer engaged to my sister yeah and yeah maybe get caught or something you know and you could I, still have the same sort of um emotion tension between the sisters yeah yeah exactly without having I think you could have still had a lot of the same things that were in the book but that to me it just felt very out of character for Kate to me yeah interesting because Kate knows that he's not into Edwina right now is the perfect time to be like sweetheart it's no big deal like Mm -hmm. he wasn't the right one for you anyway you know Mm -hmm. I don't know. That was the moment to me that I was like, mm, I, I did not love it. And then the fact that they had a wedding, I was very upset. Yeah. So that actually, okay. I'm trying to think about that. So I love, first of all, I love that dinner scene. That was great. That was where the, um, the sister's mom, I forget what her name is. Mary, um, Mary, Mary. I, she was like a super boring character up until that scene. And then I was like, Mary, yes. <laughs> so yeah, Mary, I was that was like such a good scene. Um, so I my perspective of the the fallout and the afterwards mm-hmm. and then Kate saying, mm-hmm. no, you have to do this, is because her sister was Edwina was so distraught and she's like, he's gonna call the wedding off. And I I actually maybe because I'm also the oldest, I like really maybe that's also why I started to like Anthony a little more. It's like I really do respect how they drove home the familial duty and the responsibility that you have as the eldest and what you need to do. And like, you have to sacrifice for your family, you know? And so like, I really think that she was like, I am self-sacrificing for the greater good. 
And, you know, this is my way of self-sacrificing. Edwina will be happy. She never thought that Anthony really loved Edwina. So it's not like she's surprised. So it's just like, it's a marriage of convenience. Edwina will be happy. And she's just kind of like, I'm, I'm sacrificing this. this I would agree with you also as the oldest of sisters and like the oldest child in general. Yes. Except Anthony is telling her, I am kept awake at night by my lust for you. I would never, ever be like, my sister wants you though. If I knew this person was like that into me, like that is the most fucked up thing I can possibly think of. (laughs) I think like Kate has a lot of self-denial though. I mean, I don't know. I really, Kate was, a. I, she, I really liked her a lot as a character. I, like I said, I liked her so much more than Daphne. Like she was more interesting, more complex. Um, but I, um, she's not without her issues or flaws. There were a lot of times I wanted to like reach out and like smack her and like yell at her. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, why? So yeah, I don't know if that's just, you know, part of showing that complexity or, if it, yeah, I don't, I don't and know. I think I'd be more inclined to agree with your perspective if it had been episode four. Hmm. Yeah. Like if all of these mis- misunderstandings happened a lot earlier, had happened earlier yeah. and we had more time to watch the ramifications and for Anthony and Kate's relationship to develop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't, I felt like I really enjoyed the first couple of episodes and I did enjoy the end episodes and just the middle ones was like, just really dragged on for me. We totally and, agree with you. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I, I my my sister and I were talking about this. We were like, how many times does Anthony and his mom or Anthony and Daphne have to have the same conversation? I was like, this is so boring. Is it like because they need to give them screen time? Is it need to like? But it's like that they were. But it didn't even advance the plot. Like they were literally the same conversations and they were not even like deep conversations because you could have gone somewhere. This is where I actually, I thought it would have been cool if I was hoping for a um, like a cameo from the Duke, but no, there wasn't. Um, but like a, a male character that he could have talked to or one of his, maybe not a brother, but like a male friend or like, you know, anyway. Yeah, boring for me. Yeah, there was, there was one moment that I really wished had been on the screen and in so in the book um Cressida Cowper is bullying Penelope and Anthony steps in and he escorts Penelope into dinner at the house party so he breaks precedent and he basically is is honoring Penelope that's Um, really sweet yeah and that's the moment where Kate is like oh maybe he's not a horrible guy after all and I, I just feel like, I feel like all the people who didn't read the book were cheated of that little moment that really developed like all three of their characters. Anyway. I think that's a segue into having not read the book at all. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion on Penelope? I don't not like her. I might like her, but I, I, I I don't understand why she likes Colin so much because Colin is like a little bit lame for me. Um, so like they're really like hammering home the whole friend zone thing. 
And like, for me, I want to be like, girl, you can do so much better. I mean, I think they did some like nice, I, 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 I thought it was interesting how, um, did, did Eloise find out who she is in the, no. okay. I, you know, I, mean, I thought that was interesting of like that whole thing of making it a little more complex. And I thought, but I, I, I was just a quick ahead. introduction. None of the side plots in this series were from books at all. Oh, yeah. really? The, so the, the thing with like Mariana, a, that's not from the book? The queen is not a character. Nothing with Marina was oh, in the books. Nothing with the Featherington cousin is in the books. Oh, Eloise doesn't. Eloise doesn't go looking for who Whistledown is or make no, a friend of Prince Like That's crazy. Benedict doesn't go to art school and Anthony uh, doesn't pay his Benedict way. Benedict was like, so annoying in this season. Okay. Wow. Tell me more. Oh, you because... the most redeeming thing about this season to me. Well, I like that he was doing the specialty. That was fun. But he was so freaking annoying at the end when he was like super butthurt about like, oh, you oh. paid my way into school. I'm going to quit. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yes. Episode eight. Like, yes, totally okay. fine. Yes. The yeah. first seven, Benedict was a prince. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. And I did like his, like, I like that he, he modeled for the female artist. And I like how they made the point of like, oh, I can only be a model, but I'm really talented too. I don't know. I was just like annoyed by how like, what? I have privilege at the end, you know? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, I will 100%. Say, yes. Because uh, like when he left, I'm like, who cares, Benedict? I'm like, you're in yeah. school. You're learning. Just go and suck it up and be like, I'm going to prove them all that, that yes, I am privileged, but I also have talent. Like, exactly. On, and it's Especially, not even what that person even told him, like yes, his friend like, or whatever. Like his rage came from people being like, oh shit, you do deserve to be here. <laughs> yeah exactly and I was super and I'm like even if Anthony didn't pay your way in like having your name be Bridgerton they could have done exactly like oh hey great you can pay full tuition so, exactly. <laughs> we don't have to give you a scholarship so we're gonna let you in well like just peer pressure just like oh you have influential family we're gonna let yeah. you in like you didn't get it on merit regardless. So who cares? Yeah, exactly. And, I, and that just like really annoyed me. And then he just yeah. was like, I'm hurt. I'm going to quit. I'm just like, I, you suck. I, I got really look, annoyed with him. Maria, that is totally fair. The rest of the season though. The rest I of the season, him. I liked him. The rest of the okay, season, I liked him. That's and all. you have to understand that I hate Benedict from the books <laughs> with like a fiery passion. I hate Ooh, okay. him so much. He's and the worst the character fact, in the what? whole series. Worse than Anthony? In the books? Yes. By far. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And the fact that I enjoyed him so much in the show has been like such a revelation. And okay, like, wow, they, they made this character. That's, that's the other reason why I'm totally fine with them changing things. Okay. Because the Benedict changes have been so good. Oh, good. Okay. But so I want to go back to what you were saying about Penelope and Colin. Just yeah. I wanted, I know, like, Colin I is so lame. He's so lame. He is. <laughs> but I, I just want to be clear to you. you that like nothing that you're seeing mm-hmm. was in the books. Nothing. Other than like the first three-ish episodes of Anthony and Kate, the whole season was made. Oh, interesting. I, so I you, did kind of like, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Uh, something I did kind of like was, you know, how he, uh, you know, how he danced with her and how he was looking out for her and how he figured out the whole Ruby scam. And then I, I also liked how his friends were like, oh, you and Penn. He was like, oh, no, 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 no. 
And then she overheard that. I actually really liked that. Like that was a really emotional moment of just like her, like, oh, hey, like the peer pressure that he was under from his friends. Cause like, you know, he, maybe he is attracted to her, but like, she's not, you know, stereotypically like as pretty as, I don't know, Edwina or something. Like she won't be the diamond. She's not, you know, she's the wallflower. And so I, um, I, I kind of did like her overhearing that um, to like add a little more emotional depth to her character. But I also don't understand why she likes Colin so much because I think he's super boring, super drippy. Like the whole thing with him going after uh, Mariana, I was like, what is this scene? Like, yeah. Although I did, I have to admit, so Benedict has been kind of a disappointment to me throughout mm-hmm. the show. That said, Benedict. I really... I'm sorry. Benedict has been wonderful. Colin has been a little bit of a disappointment to me throughout the show. Um, I did love his little bromance with Sir Philip. That was cute. Over the like the um, uh, like like, travel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I thought that was was really cute too. And Marianne is like, "Well, don't you have to leave now? I'm gonna go to bed." Yeah, that, I, I really like that Still talking to No, I like that too. I liked, I liked when he revealed the scheme. I did uh, too. Because it showed that he's not as, he really isn't as stupid as I thought they were making him. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's really dumb. He's not going to figure it out. And then he did. So I was like, okay, he's not that stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Pen, um, Colin has been... I don't get why she likes right. him like I just Total don't understand trip. like what's so amazing about Colin like he's mm-hmm. just like he hasn't done anything yet that's other than be I don't know super boring yeah. so yeah but I were guess the heart upset? wants what it wants <laughs> right were you upset by anything that Penelope did like do you think her choices were do you basically do you think she's a she's a vindictive bitch or do you think she's no, like a I like I no, I mean, I really think she's a really empathetic character for sure. And I think they do such a good job with, because um, I read an article about her and I like, she's really pretty, but they make her in this series like, uh, and this is again something I was talking about with my sister, like, why does she always wear yellow? And I, I think it's because they're going to have to give her a glow up later. So I'm like, they're the making books. her look like the yellow is this like This is so actually directly from the book. Really? Okay. It's super unflattering. Yeah, her mother says, says she's cheerful girls wear cheerful colors her mother is not as a horrible a person she's, oh she's I love Mrs. Featherington I loved her she's like, horrible in a different way okay. yeah the, the Mrs. Featherington in the books is insipid uh-huh. okay she doesn't not understand conniving. I love she that she's conniving understand. I think she's such a great character like I, I but um in the I was just what I was saying was doesn't make sense for the lady featherington we know to say Mm -hmm. like would she say cheerful girls wear cheerful colors probably not she'd be like yeah you know yeah yeah exactly like how she did with um yeah interesting yeah I don't like not being yellow but I think that they did a nice job of making her like oh I mean not ridiculous but like like the froofy outfits and the curls and like the frills everywhere really just like not like literally putting her in a flattering light you know yes um I've I've heard different opinions 
differing okay. opinions on her, which is why I was just yeah. I was interested to know from someone who doesn't have an emotional attachment. To no, her. well, my <laughs> thought is like, they have to have a glow up for her because like, she is going to end up with Colin. Like that's like very like camera over the head. So like, that's going to happen, but they have, I think they're going to have to give her a glow up of like some so, kind of like, you know, so maybe they'll put her in blue. <laughs> it will be interesting. So this, the whole cousin wasn't there. I thought it was a fun plotline. Pot I actually really liked it. So uh, did you guys not, not like it or it. no? No, I, I thought it was fine. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I it, it too. I actually, fun. that was one part that was a little, some, that actually did give me a twist because, you know, it's like very predictable, right? Everything can happen. And that, the end, I was like, oh, well played. Because like, for me, I, I, I loved how um, Mrs. Featherington just turned on him like that. I was like, yes, <laughs> I don't know. I really like that a lot. I, I really did. I was actually hoping that like Kate and Anthony were so rushed because they'll maybe at in the beginning of next season, like show a little honeymoon bliss more than what they did or like go a little I, bit more into their characters and have Adwina. That's what the showrunners have been teasing. Okay. Because yeah, otherwise I'm like, it was just so rushed. And I like would love to see more I I loved the sisters, maybe because I I have sisters. I really liked, you know, their relationship, the younger, older sister and their conversations. And yeah, it would be I, I would like to see both of those characters come back. I I have I have heard that they didn't do the same mistake they did with um Reggae John and they mm. they have uh retained them okay. for the final three seasons. Oh <laughs> nice. <laughs> I know they've retained Kate. Did they retain Dina? I thought so. Yeah, I just, I haven't seen. I think people will be really interested in yeah. seeing what happens with her and want her to have her happy ending. She was so sweet. She really, I really liked her a lot. And I really, again, not ha having any expectations in the book, you know, her realization, whether it be at the altar or another time that like, wait a second, this was happening like behind my back, but right in front of my eyes and like her feeling like, being played for the fool and getting upset and that whole yeah. like I'm mad at my sister I mean I really like that no that I, none of that happened in the book none of but that. it didn't but you know it wouldn't have bothered me if, right like for example they Kate and Anthony had been caught almost mm -hmm. kissing by Edwina this, yeah we would have had the same like tension yeah yeah thing. yeah it wouldn't have bothered me to have that in there it doesn't bother me that she had mm -hmm. expectations or feelings towards Anthony that's not what bothered me it's mm -hmm. it's really what you said which is the pacing yeah 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 for sure so hmm. we'll see I I am I am interested to see how they pull off Penelope and Colin I'm just interested to see how they do it because I am nervous about show Colin. I am yeah. able to carry a whole season. He looked a little <laughs> older this season, honest. which I did appreciate because he looked really young last season. Mm -hmm. He he like got like, I don't know. He looked a little slightly more mature, a which bit, I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what but. did you think about Eloise? I like her character. I think it's a, um, I don't know if this is on purpose or not. So I'm not, I don't know if it's about the actress or about the direction. I think it's really heavy handed how they play it to be almost like, I get it that this, you know, the genre does require like things to be really like, okay, explicit, but it's like, 
it, it was almost like physical, too physical for, for her to be like, okay, I'm on screen. So other podcasts, people can't see it, but like, oh my gosh, this headdress and like, oh, you know, and I'm like, it was like so over the top. It was like fake almost like just how just like she was like so physical in the show about like these outfits and going to the ball and it was like so dramatic and so extreme and so like you could show like a little more like restraint and like I think you could show like I'm uncomfortable without being like acting like you're three you know and so it was just like real to me it was just like really like too heavy-handed and too almost to the point where it was like almost like it, it was I don't know if I'm, I'm not really explaining it well, but like, it just, I don't know, too heavy handed. And I didn't, um, okay. So something I did, I did like that they showed that Penelope and Elvis are like best friends. They have some tension. I like that. I, I did like, and I wish I would have explored it a little more of like her kind of dipping her toe into like, I'm a rebel and I'm, um, you know, I'm like going to check out what it's like when the more seedy side of town, here's this guy that I'm going to like flirt with. But then when chick gets real, I'm like, oh no. And like, he called her out and was like, Hey, you're, you act like you're this certain way, but you're not, you're just like all the other girls. And like, you want to like, you know, like have your fun, but then you're going to go back to like where you came from. I don't know. You're, I, I, I did like that. Um, yeah I mean that was the thing with Eloise I I really liked that she went to like the radical politics thing mm -hmm. there was like one scene and then after that she was like no I'm just gonna find whistle down and yeah I I did think it was kind of a perfect encapsulation of her character right now which yeah, is you don't really like her that much like she's she's very immature right. and I think that's maybe okay well I she's someone that I like made it might have disliked the most actually this season and but I think that maybe that's on purpose because they're going to hopefully show her like maturing because she's like she's really bratty and she's really immature and she's very like patronizing to mm -hmm. like oh you think what because you know like she just like she like she's kind of like a Karen <laughs> you know and you're just like super I don't know like you don't really like her because she's like kind of acting really entitled and bratty and um so I'm hoping that they do a little bit more to develop her and and it's not so much like that that's supposed to like be emblematic of like what progressive woman is because it's yeah. not I think what's hard for me about the Penelope's friendship <laughs> Penelope in in the show is that Eloise doesn't, I, and this is like such a Bridgerton problem. Mm. It was not her problem in the books, but in the show, she is she is not recognizing her privilege, right? Mm. Like, especially compared with Penelope. She's like, oh, yeah. let's just go to this. Like, she is choosing to be a wallflower rather than no one's dancing with me. Like, people are yeah. asking her to dance. Penelope doesn't even, she doesn't have the choice, right? Mm. And Eloise isn't, she's not recognizing that. Hmm. I mean, she has the she was or whatever, but she was much more sympathetic and much more knowing, self-knowing in the books. Yeah. Yes, and like Eloise, not ever deliberately. I'm not going to give Julia Quinn this much credit, but Eloise playing the game and being the belle of the ball in so many ways elevates Penelope. 
rather than Eloise choosing to be down in the dumps with her. Hmm. Right. Exactly. Like if you're friends with someone who's the bell of the ball, you're friends with the bell of the ball, right? If you're friends with someone who's rejecting all of that, then, you know, you just have yeah. to stay on side sides anyway. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that develops, if it does. I, I am. Yeah, I don't get those vibes, like, at all. What you guys are describing, like, I did not see any of that. He also isn't there when his dad dies. He's away. Correct. The person who's there when he dies is Eloise. Eloise watches her father die. Oh, wow. Okay. I liked that they added that in there. Because, again, like I said, it it made him. It was great. That episode, episode three. Yeah. It was so intense. (laughs) I'm not mad about the fact that they changed book two like mm-hmm. i thought the beasting and ruined was sort of mm-hmm. dumb in the books i'm mm-hmm. really glad they never fought while he was inside of her <laughs> like there's a whole lot of things that like i'm totally fine with them changing the fact that it took till episode seven for them to hook up and i had to wade through this many b plots is just not romance no i i totally agree and i mean not i think it, it should have just happened way earlier like like I said if they kept all the same plot elements they could have had the wedding be much earlier if they decided to go that route they could, that could have been much earlier and then they could have ex- and then the, expanded on some of the other more and interesting realistically the second that. half of the book could have been Kate knowing she was into Anthony but picking between her and her future in India yeah right? yeah like exactly they, they developed this really valid plot point yeah. We're like, maybe, are, is he going to give on any level? Is there anything he's going to do to accommodate the fact that he's uprooting yeah. this woman from the only home she's ever known? Yeah. No, are no. they from India in the book too? No. Everyone in the also book is super white. Also, okay. in the book, her dad's family is titled. Mm. Her mother is dead. Her dad remarried, but there's no I grandparents. See. There's no like, okay. they're both children of their father. They're both yeah, descendants yeah. of the title. Okay. Gotcha. I, I kind of like that plot line. I don't know. I, I thought yeah, we did too. Um, no, that's what I'm saying. I, I honestly okay, so I you're actually a- think I actually think we're all on the same page, which yeah. is that if they had shifted, if there had been, okay, if there had been no wedding and if they had shifted everything back like mm-hmm. one episode. Yeah. One I or two. Think, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> one or two. Yeah. Uh, I think we would have been more into it. And then, you know, you're right. Like, just a little more steam. Like, you don't have Yeah, like, like we're watching it. Let's be real. Come on. Cut a little <laughs> yeah. of the fat. I don't need this weird Eloise is a feminist revolutionary, but actually just hunting Whistledown. Like, yeah. Well, well I, I do. I, I, and it wasn't convincing. And like, if you are feminist, you're like, no, you are a poser. And I'm glad the guy mm-hmm. called her out on it. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. And I think because the, the actors who play the two leads are so attractive, like, I think I think we deserve to see a lot more. <laughs> Thank Especially, you. I'm sorry, but the fact that the scene, the only scene of him going down on her was a quick memory flashback. We didn't even see it in real time, as opposed to the drone footage of Simon going down on Daphne on the staircase. <laughs> drone <He's> footage. It's <laughs> close. Yeah. No, I, I was surprised I, I, that why they didn't um i'm curious because like i think that was probably like clearly a selling point of the first season so i'm yeah i'm not sure why they chose not to or if they're i guess i just assumed that that was 
that they were being true to the book and that it was just very like okay the book, they start having sex about 40 percent in so interesting and so it's such a lost opportunity exactly I, I really wonder why hmm. I don't know yeah I, I don't I, I I like can't even like think of why um but but yeah overall I really liked it though I liked uh I really liked Kate a lot I I thought um I mean yeah sometimes she was annoying you wanted to slap her you wanted to jump in and like shake her but I, I liked the um the that you know they weren't biologically related and they were stepsisters but like still like the love that they showed well they're half sisters other. I know and I like that how that when they got mad she's like she's she like said that as her retort but yeah they're not stepsisters they're half sisters oh half sisters okay um but I like yeah. how when Andrea gets mad she like puts that up as like a barrier between them <laughs> but I mean I feel like people do that to each other and you know family knows yeah. how to like keep below the belt and like you know just show and especially since in every other scene they're just like sister 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 <laughs> and so to like do that it was like oh dagger um yeah yeah so one other thing that kind of annoyed me about this season is that how it was so obvious to the adults and I guess by that I mean Lady Danbury and um uh Violet is that the mom British mom and Violet that Anthony and um Kate like were attracted to each other but like they don't do anything to like help that and they actively try to push that away and they don't really give reasons and they're more like oh don't stand next to each other or like don't be like I don't know it's just like really weird I'm like why are you not yeah okay with them as a couple or why are you not encouraging this as a couple like you're the grown-ups like you should try to like I don't know it was confusing for me like why I, they I sort of good I was really upset with Lady Danbury in the second half of the show because I felt like I didn't feel like she was making sense especially for someone who's supposed to be like so outspoken yeah willing to go against society and then she's the one who's like well you guys can't do this and you can't do that and I'm like this isn't the lady that I know so I was a little frustrated with that myself yeah yeah it was it was more like confusing for me I'm like there's something I just don't understand and I didn't know if it was about Kate's place in society but then everyone seemed like happy when they got married and I'm like oh so like it wasn't a problem or I didn't know if there was like a rule because like they weren't gay like is there something like weird like with the sister like I don't know it just was weird for me I think you were supposed to sort of think the adults all perceived the moment he put the ring on her finger as like a well they're damned yeah based on societal constraints like that's it Meg yeah the way the characters have been presented up to that point and by the characters I mean specifically Lady Danbury Violet Mary mm-hmm they weren't presented as characters who like would actually give a shit about that yeah in a real way so it's like disappointing that they care it was disappointing yeah I I wanted like some sort of like an adult to say especially like those two women or or even Mary like who've had so much experience and who have seen like true love and loss and seen all types of like you know I wanted them to like pass some kind of wisdom on or to like to recognize or to like have a like he had so many freaking conversations with his mom like you could have gone a little bit deeper like she could have like pushed a little bit more kind of just 
yeah instead of having like these really trite like superficial conversations what's totally the movie agree. where some somebody is talking about being engaged with someone who's in love with someone who's engaged and the advice their friend gives them is specifically i remember the quote i don't remember the rest of the movie <laughs> bfd engaged ain't married like big fucking deal engaged isn't married like i feel like somebody needed to give that advice here like yeah. unless they've said i do you are not past the point of no return well and that's why i was like when when kate was like you have to marry her i was like no i was like this was your moment kate <laughs> yeah yeah i mean hmm, i don't know but did daphne have as much of a role was daphne the one who saw them because daphne saw them in the, no, the Lady parlor or walked in on him oh. sucking the venom out of her boob <laughs> and she was like you're gonna get married now <laughs> that's hilarious that is so funny um okay and so you said the whole lady featherington plot was made up so she didn't make up the scene of like her daughter and the okay um no. yeah that was so ridiculous <laughs> i i'm gonna be honest when she set that up that's when i thought because i liked the beasting thing i was like you don't have to go crazy over the top weird you know now you're caught i thought for some reason anthony was gonna go in the conservatory and then kate was like gonna try to get away and and lady featherington was gonna interrupt them they are. Yeah. So that's what I thought, but I was wrong. Huh. <laughs> um, BFD engaged date married is from the office. Those are our words of Michael Scott <laughs> to Jim Halpert. That's so funny. There you go. I must have seen it. <laughs> I'm sure I saw it. Yeah, the queen. I so I like her character in that she's a lot of fun to watch in terms of her hair. I loved her hair and her makeup <laughs> and her dresses and her like being the queen. I was a little bit annoyed in that, like, she's the queen. Like, doesn't she have other stuff to, like, care about? And, she's like, also the matters queen of, of an state. invalid king. Yeah, like, they could have, like, made that way more, like, it doesn't have to be, like, super heavy or depressing, but they could have, like, explored more, like, what that means instead of her just being, like, a bored courtesan, like, hanging around and, mm -hmm. like, I'm just so interested in... Yeah, that that I I do kind of wish they like made the queen more of like um, I don't know she's like the leader of the country. <laughs> yeah, played with that a little bit more of like no. a powerful, strong woman and not just one who just like sits around and gossips all day. Um, but I mean, she's a fun character. So, um, okay, I have one final thing I want to say. This is not related to the content of the TV show, but of the coverage of the TV show. Um, so I, true to type, I guess, like listen to NPR, read, you know, New York Times. And I like usually their TV and book recommendations. I'm like, yeah, I kind of go along with that. And that's just, you know, um, they have had, especially New York Times have like zero coverage. Of Bridgerton. The only thing they've had about Bridgerton season two, they had an article about the woman who plays Penelope. But what's her name again? Um, Coughlin. They had a, an article about which was super popular. It was like one of the most, it was like the number one, like most emailed story. And they had like an article about the Bridgerton experience, but it was kind of patronizing. And it was like, it's like Harry Potter for grown ups, you know, and um, talking about this 
it wasn't just about Bridgerton, but Bridgerton was one of the things they talked about. Um, but also that was like a really popular article. They did not review the season. They didn't even mm-hmm. review it, um, which to me was like crazy. Like for instance, I really like Game of Thrones and for Game of Thrones, they did an episode by episode recap. They had two blogs. They had one blog for those who read the book and one blog for those who only watched the TV series. And I like, you know, like read them both. Cause like, again, I was interested in it. And again, episode by episode recap. And they like got really, and I'm like, how is this show different other than like the audience? And I just got so angry about this of like, whether or not you could give it a bad review, but like you're ignoring it. And that to me just seemed so wrong when it's like this was the number one show on Netflix like eight um like just when it was released it's like how popular like the second season was so anticipated I don't know if it's still in the top 10 it probably is is my guess um and just like by the the sheer number of people that consume this like you could have something about it even again even if it's critical even if you you know or like why not have a story about uh like because you're New York Times, you could do something about like, oh, this is interesting that, um, you know, how they were addressing race because it's New York Times. <laughs> They're like, you know, choosing to, I read something interesting in, in NPR about like how the show is perceived in India and how, how many people are celebrating mm-hmm. that there's dark-skinned Indian women rather yes. than in Bollywood movies, a lot of the women have blue eyes or they bleach their skin or they're lighter skinned. And they're like, oh, this is really nice to have like some dark skinned, beautiful women as the female lead. So like they could have talked about race. They could have talked about like, there's so many, they could have talked, they could have tied it into like, you know, colonialism. Like there could have been like New York Times twists <laughs> that they could have done to intellectualize this. And yet they, their path is to like ignore it or even like address it as like a cultural phenomenon of like, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not you like it, like it's here. So like, please address it. And the fact, again, that it didn't even get a review, not e- didn't even have to be an episode by episode recap, but like you didn't even review it. I'm, to me, it was just, like made me so angry. I mean, the number one thing I'd say about the episode by episode review, and this is, your, your wider point is absolutely accurate. Game of Thrones was an episodic show. Bridgerton is released in mass on, epi- on Netflix. Fair enough, fair enough. So like episode by episode recaps don't make as much sense for shows that are clearly designed for binging. But the fact that there was no review at all and no coverage at all and no discussion about its place in the zeitgeist at all. Like, and it, Meg and I have this conversation a lot because there's the balance right between wanting to defend and support romance when it gets attention in major media mm-hmm. versus wanting to be pissed off about the way major media wants to condescend yeah. to the genre when it exists or to de-romance novel it. Mm-hmm. And like, it's a tough line to walk, but clearly the choice to ignore it is yeah. not the appropriate one. Yeah, exactly. Because I always do this after, and I watch a lot of TV. And in the past two years during the pandemic, I've watched a lot of TV. And I always like, after I like watch TV or a movie, I'm like, oh, I like to just like, how did other people think about this? Or like, what's thought about that? Or what is this? Or what are, you know? And so I usually just like, look up articles Mm -hmm. to like continue that narrative in my head because I'm thinking about something and I just have been like wait I'm like when when I didn't see the review come out when it was released because normally the reviews 
and New York Times come out like the day of or like a couple of days before and it didn't come out I'm like oh they just haven't done it yet it'll be in a couple of days and they like it's still not there and again my point the article about Penelope the actress who plays her that was such a popular article like that was released a couple of weeks before the the season two came out like, again it was the most emailed article it was like super popular so like people like her as an actress I know she's in other things too but like yeah, what is the thing that most people in the U.S. have seen her in? Yeah, exactly. Um, so it just, um, yeah, I'm like, you know, your readers are watching it. <laughs> so to just completely ignore it. Yeah. So it does look like the New York Times posted an article a week after the Nicola Coughlin one entitled How Bridgerton Touches on Colonialism in India. Oh, still okay. not a review, but one more article on New York Times topical coverage. I have to look it up. Yeah. It's um, it's interesting that you say that because the, the 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 media that I subscribe to is not the New York Times. I subscribe to New York Magazine, mm -hmm. <laughs> which does cover Bridgerton in detail. And I don't know if it's like more woman focused. I don't know, or more popular culture focused. It's interesting. Just very interesting. Okay. Well, even NPR has had like a couple articles. So yeah. it's not like it's being completely ignored, but I'm yes. like really disappointed in the New York Times. It's making me angry. Um, uh, but even a lot of the like mid-tier in terms of pretentiousness journals are covering <laughs> it with a very yes. romance as cringy mm -hmm. lens that I'm bothered by. Well, there's this whole, I mean, it, we've talked about it before, but this whole perception of romance novels as being not the same as. But like know. Game of Thrones, which right. like, I, first of all, I loved it, Game of Thrones, but like, come on, like, don't pretend like it was something more than what it was. Yes. <laughs> like, but, you, know? you know, like, I think we even talked about this when we talked about season one. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times the big criticism people focus on romance novels is that they're predictable or that they're mm -hmm. formulaic. Mm -hmm. And the answer is, well, so are mystery novels. Mm -hmm. What happens in a mystery novel? There's not a formula there. Like if a mystery novel ended and they didn't find out who did it, wouldn't you be upset? Yeah. Well, yeah, but go ahead. Oh, no, no, go. No, I was going to say, I think with mystery novels too, though, which mystery novel ists are highlighted and celebrated and it is the male ones. Mm -hmm. And like it's a lot of female yeah. Because I, I, that is my genre of choice. Um, like my, my like escapist, like the books I like to read when I don't read something serious is I, I love mysteries. Like I always have. And so there are a lot of female mystery authors that like are number one New York Times bestsellers. And like, yeah, they, they just don't get the same like- The only one who gets the coverage is Agatha Christie. Yeah. And I mean, that's because she like is dead. Yeah. <laughs> Invented. Yeah. Right, right. The modern detective uh, uh, mystery novel. Well, and I've even read places like praising season two in particular for like transcending the genre hmm. and like adding depth to side characters. And it's like, I don't really want to defend the fact that I like that romance novels are focused on the romance. Hmm. Yeah, like what's so bad about that, you know? Like, like is, what's they, bad about a mystery novel focusing on figuring out who who done it? Like, and other, right, and other than like the boredom, 
which basically, as we discussed, three of the episodes from the season were totally yes. taken unneeded. And the fact that we wish the sexiest quotient had been higher. I think the number one thing, that, like my problem with the season overall, and this is like very personal, which is why it was interesting to talk to you, is that I didn't feel like the people who made it were proud to be a part of a romance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they tried so hard to amp up sort of the, like, this is a soapy drama you could watch any weeknight on ABC. Oh, interesting. set in the Regency. Like, it's not trying to be the romance genre anymore at all. And I don't want to settle for that. I don't like those nightly soaps. I don't watch a lot of TV. I was interested in this because it was a romance novel adaptation. And I would argue that it's really not anymore. That's interesting. I, I, I wouldn't have thought that, but I don't know enough about, again, like the genre of romance, mm-hmm. nor have I watched a lot of other like, ABC shows or soap operas or you know you know I don't have a comparison so um but that's an interesting point yeah and and, but again that's why your perspective is so valuable because you know it sounds like we largely agreed with our take on the shows Mm -hmm. Meg and I had this innate disappointment yeah of what the books did the show didn't yeah I oh and I also have to say I will be attending the Bridgerton Experience in Chicago. So I will give you guys both my, <laughs> my thoughts on that post <laughs> post uh, that trip at the end of uh, May. So And my one-line review of the DC Bridgerton Experience is if what you're looking for is an Instagram photo op, you're going to have a great time. Absolutely. I have nothing else to add on that. <laughs> All right, so I'll bring my camera, make sure my phone is charged, and make sure I have a really cool outfit. And yes. make sure you eat ahead of time. Perfect. And I will eat ahead of time. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us, Maria. Thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun.